What's going on, good people? Welcome to Life School. I'm Reverend Kojo. I am your host. We've got a lot to talk about today. Look, Life School is not about getting your panties in a bunch. It's about talking about the hard-hitting topics that you're going through today. If you're struggling, I want to talk about it. If you're hurting, I want to talk about it. If you're just flat up confused, let's talk about it too. Why? Because this is Life School. Hey, good people. I'm so glad you decided to join us today. I'm Reverend Kojo, and we've got we got some stuff to talk about. And I was just I was actually on the way out. And it became apparent to me that this there's this thing called, you know, prayer. Um, and I think as Christians, especially those of us who have been raised, reared, and have lived our lives as part of the church, prayer is something that is just like breathing. Um, but have we ever really noticed that how hard it is to pray when our life seems to be anything but perfect? Oh, it is so easy to pray. Um, it's so easy to pray when we're in a situation where um, everything is going well. Oh God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the doors you're opening. Thank you for the opportunities you're providing. But when things are falling apart and when, when it seems like everything that you thought you had to hold is leaving you and everything that you thought was yours is part of you and, and you're sitting in a situation and you're wondering, well, all the you're exploring all of your opportunities and you're exploring all of the things that are happening and it just seems like things are falling apart. It becomes so hard to pray to a God that you know is sovereign and you know is able, but it seems like he's not moving. But it's easy to pray, God, you're just so marvelous when you're sitting inside your house and the lights are on. Oh God, you're just so faithful when you're sitting in front of a filet mignon. It's so, it's, so, it's so easy to pray, Lord, I'm just so grateful when you're sitting in front of the person that you love. It's so easy to pray, oh God, oh how you're blessing us when you're standing in front of thousands of people who, who, are, who like you. But when you're starting to lose relationships and you're starting to lose friendships and you're starting to explore uh, different situations, and, and we find ourselves in these situations where it just doesn't make sense. It, it becomes a struggle or a point of pride or a point of ego. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't ever fall out of church or out of the arms of God. But even for me, I fall back. And I'm willing to say that in in our trials and in chaos and in situations that don't make sense, we really shouldn't fall back in seasons where things are going bad. We should fall forward into his arms further. You know, it's easy to sit and chill like it. And even, even in relationships, it's easy to sit in your, in, in, in your spouse's space or your, your girlfriend, boyfriend's space and to lay all on them or to be all in their presence, to be in dinner, to go on dates, to hold their hand, to kiss them, to hug them, to be in their arms, to be in their face when you're happy with them. But when you're upset with them, most of the time we don't want to touch them. Get away from me. <laughs> I don't want to look at you right now. I let alone spend time with you. Get out of my face. And, and the problem in, in our humanity is that we often allow that to transcend and to move into our spiritual life when it doesn't work that way. Because often when we're upset at God, it's not God that we should have our issue with. It's ourselves or Satan that we should have our problems with. But we back away from God because we're like, why would you allow this to happen? When he allows things to happen for the perfecting of the saints. 
so that we would be stronger, so that we would be wiser, so that we would be able to react to other situations and be able to navigate life uh, clearer and nearer and dearer. But when we pull away from his sovereign hand and we pull away from the things that he is doing and, and we stop praying, Satan is getting a win, okay? See, in, in good situations, we're praying, we're still close to the throne, and then, and then he, Satan sees it that's working, so he begins to try to drive a wedge in between you and, and try to see if you're going to still trust him when chaos starts to avail, when you start getting a bad prognosis at the doctor's office, when you start, when they're picking on you at work, when you don't have any friends, when your family says this, when your child comes up out gay, when you, when you walk in this situation and he's wondering if I put these things and allow these things to happen in your life, are you really going to follow that God? Will you really trust that he's really sovereign and that he can pull you through this thing? Because right now you're feeling dejected and I'm winning this fight. Right now you're feeling as if you have no hope and I'm winning this fight because, you know, God is telling you there's hope. Hold on. But I'm telling you, hey, this is what it's going to be like from here on out. This is what I'm telling you that you're, you're going to fail from here on out. But I'm willing to bet that when chaos avails and when chaos ensues, that we ought to run toward the throne of God. And it's hard. It's so hard. It is hard to run towards something that seems to have hurt you, but it's not the arms of God that have hurt us. It's not the place. It's not in his arms. It is not in, in his presence that has hurt us. It is what he has allowed, but he's allowed it for our betterment. And in some ways that sounds cuckoo kachoo. <laughs> it sounds crazy. He allowed this to happen so that I would be whatever. But it, it just comes down, and I'm, I was actually, before I recorded this, I was actually on my way to go swim. One thing about swimming is swimming is a resistance sport. The harder you go, the better workout you get and the stronger you get. I can swim real soft, what they call silent swimming, and navigate the water. I don't go that quickly, but I, it doesn't really hurt me too much. I don't feel my muscles getting worked out. My heart rate doesn't get elevated too much. But I can, I can navigate the thing, and it's easy. But it really doesn't do me any benefit to go stay in the pool for an hour and silent swim. But when I breaststroke, or when I frog stroke, or when I freestyle, and I'm going and I'm causing waves in the water and I'm slapping the, the water. And when I'm doing the, the, the fist drill and I can hear my fist hitting the water and I can feel the muscles in every part of my body working and I can feel the, the, my legs beginning to ache as the muscles are being worked out, I'm getting stronger. And even though it hurts, it's a sign that I'm getting stronger. And as I'm getting stronger, I know that tomorrow I'll be able to do more. As I'm getting stronger, I know that my arms will be able to carry more for longer. I know that my heart is getting stronger the harder that it beats. And I see that my heart rate is at 170 and it's moved from its resting heart rate. I know that I'm getting better and I'm getting stronger because I can feel the pain. No pain, no gain. We can silent swim our way through life. We can silent swim our way through life. We can do that. That's possible. But if you will commit to hitting the water and those waves of your life head on and beating the mess out of them and enduring the pain 
as your muscles are being trained to stand up to the to this life and say that not today. Today I'm getting stronger. Today I'm going to get my workout. Today I'm going to go wiser. Today I'm going to push myself. Today I require that more will happen when we decide that no pain means no gain, but pain means that I'm getting stronger. Pain means I'm getting wiser. Pain means that I'm enduring more. Then you're going to start seeing this thing, this life thing happens. Sometimes we go through these cycles over and over and over again because we haven't learned anything the time before. We silent swam through this whole thing. It didn't hurt. When it hurt, we went and ran and stopped the resistance. And so we ran over here to chill with Satan for a little bit. And as soon as he, you know, he got content and he stopped fighting you, you went back to the church. And then as soon as things got hard again, you were like, okay, wait, 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 wait. I can't deal with that right now. I can't deal with persecution right now. And instead of running into the all-protective arms of the Lord, you ran to the vindictive arms of Satan. And you thought you found solace there. You thought you found safety there, but you really just found exposure. And I'm not talking about good exposure. You found exposure. He, he exposed your wounds and your wounds got used to being licked by poison. And so when it happened again, you, were, you, knew, you knew you could run over there. But see, when you run into the arms of God, in the beginning, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes you, we don't understand it. Sometimes it comes with chastisement. Sometimes he has to get you into a situation. He's got to mold you and make you, and it's painful. But the thing about the pain that God allows and he inflicts is it's always for our better. It always builds us. It always molds us. It always makes us into more. But the question really still remains is what type of pain are you willing to endure? You know, if we're going to have a moment of transparency, you know, I, I thrive in a lot of ways. But I don't typically thrive in relationships one-on-one. And I mean like friendships, I mean romantic relationships. I came out the womb with that deficit. And I, you know, I've never understood why. But it was always, always been a place that I struggle. And I'm told I'm a good friend, but I'm too, I hit too straight. Tell too much truth. Uh, but I've never understood why that is. And so here, a couple of months ago, I was in a bad place with somebody that I care about. And I decided, you know, I wrote that, that blog post targeted. I decided, I knew I was being targeted, but I decided to allow myself to be targeted and let my wounds be licked by somebody who didn't mean me any good. And in the moment, it felt good. In the moment, they fed my ego. In the moment, it did me some good. But outside of the moment, and you know, this was during the period where I wasn't praying in the morning because I, you know, I, my excuse was, well, I just laid down, it's five o'clock. And it seemed as though the more we time we spent, the further I got from God's will. The more time I spent doing things with them, the more lies I was telling. The more I went and did X, Y, Z, the less I was in the face of God. See, Satan's goal is to separate you from the love of Christ. Satan's goal 
is to keep you away from his perfect peace. Satan's goal is to separate you. God's goal is to mesh you and to mold you into who he wants you to be. See, God wants you to thrive, but he wants you to thrive in a way that he, you are self-supporting. Everything that God does is self-supporting. Okay, think about it. When he created trees, he made sure they had a seed system so that the trees would be able to live and groom and they'd be able to multiply. When he created uh, the plants, he caused, he had them, gave them uh, a self-multiplying system so that vines replenish themselves year after year and they come with seeds so that more can be planted in other places. When he made it man, he, he created a, a multiplying system with him and woman. If him and woman wanted to get together, they would be able to multiply and he wouldn't have to go pull out of dirt every time he wanted to create a man. He does that with us. It's not that we wouldn't depend on him. He wants you to depend on him. He wants you to glory in him and to spend time with him. But God has made it so that when it's time for us to move in the next direction and to move in the next season, he has given us the tools to be able to do it ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean that he, we don't need direction. I'm begging God for direction right now because I woke up with an idea. Well, actually, I went to sleep with an idea. I woke up with it still on my mind. And I want to make sure that it's not the product of late night thought, but late night prayer. <laughs> and so I'm actually begging God, God, I need you to give me a fleece. I, it's not that I don't trust you. I trust you. I want to do what your will is. I want to make sure that I sit me down and that this is what I'm supposed to do. Because last time we moved like this, it didn't quite move like this. But I'm looking at the cycle. I'm looking at the repetition. And there is something about this that sticks out that's different. So, God, I want to know that this thing that I'm doing is in your will and in your way that you're going to be pleased with me and that you're not going to be like, this is unacceptable. I want to make sure that this place that I'm trying to go, this thing that I'm trying to do is acceptable in your sight. So God, show me what it is. It's not that he doesn't want to lead us. He will guide us. He'll give you signs. And he's done this. And I'm going to tell you how he did it one time. One time I was praying. I was like, God, I don't understand how this could be so. Like, I, I, I get what you're showing me. Like, I'm excited about it. I've been praying about it for a really long time. But this doesn't seem to make sense. I know you've given me peace about it, but it, it just doesn't make sense. And, and so I got ready to leave. And I think I actually went to go swim. Like, it, it was around the same time. But it was about two years ago. And I got up out of the, I got up and I, my computer had been begging me to reset it and to get an update. So as I was getting ready to go to swim, I left the computer updating. And if you're familiar with a Mac, you know that when in order for it to update, it cuts off and it goes through this long, long process. But when you come back, uh, you know, a couple of hours later, because they take forever to update, uh, when you finally get back, they'll, it'll, it'll be on the login screen. It's not going to be pulled up. Anything that you had open is going to be shut down and closed down or whatever. And so I come back. And nobody has the password to my my, uh, my computer. Uh, nobody <laughs> nobody uses my computer but me. And matter of fact, wouldn't nobody have the key to be here during this time? And and so I come back, and when I get back, pulled up on my computer is this article by somebody who's got some pretty good spiritual clout. Pulled up from them, and 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 and, and the high headline is the exact prayer that I have I have asked God of, and I'm like. Okay, I left this computer updating, so I know I wouldn't read this prior. As a matter of fact, I was typing an email. And then the top five reasons or the answers to the question was exactly what I had asked God to show me. God will guide us. He'll, he'll give us signs. Um, he'll, give us, he'll give us what we need when our heart is, is right. Because you can say, God, give me a shine. It'll be blasphemous. And he's not going to do it. He don't want to be tempted. But if you ask out of an earnest heart, Lord, I, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm right. 
I just really need to know that I'm doing what you want me to do and I'm going where you want me to go. I need you to make this thing plain to me. He'll make things evident to you. He'll he'll make sure that you get what you need and you go where you need to go. But here here's what we must understand, that prayer is a necessity. It's not just a cultural norm. I think as as Christians, we have painted prayer as just this thing that we do. When a plate of food is plastered in front of us, we bow our heads. And that's what we do. At church, we're going to pray. And so um, if you go to an old school church, they're going to moan and groan, and, and that's what they do. Um, others are going to sit there and pray. We will alter prayer. It's time to pray. Somebody has to pray. We have to find somebody to pray. And when we go see the sick, prayer is just what we do. But have we not remembered the power that prayer has? Prayer is the hotline to God himself. We don't need intermediaries. We, we pray to God through Christ. And they're one in three. So don't forget that prayer is basics, but prayer is probably the most important tool that you have. And don't forget it for even a moment. We need to pray. We need prayer like nobody's business. Don't forget your prayer time. And take it for some, from somebody who had, was not praying at my, my normal time uh, for a few months. And then I reinstated my prayer at 5 o'clock no matter what. Life shifts came right back around. Prayer is what we need. And prayer, see, prayer is the difference between your life being mediocre and your life being phenomenal. It's how prayer, having a great prayer uh, life is like you standing in the middle of a tsunami and knowing that it's going to be okay. <laughs> and you can't do anything about it. You stand in the middle of a tsunami, in the middle of a hurricane, and you're just standing there like, Phew. I mean, I talk to the master of life like I'm not concerned. It, 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 prayer provides, it's like the doorway. It provides the peace. It provides joy. And it provides a hotline to God. Like, I don't think, I mean, I feel like sometimes we trivialize who God is. Like, God is the CEO of the universe. This is the same dude who spoke and life became a thing. This is the same guy who said, I'm sick of mankind and wiped out mankind and preserved it through one family. Not only did he do that, did he he anointed kings for generations and he caused them to fall in line, uh, like, like perfectly in line. Not only does he do that, but he causes these stories in the Bible to overlap and over by 40 authors over thousands of years to work and then he causes prophecy to fulfill itself over and over again we're not talking about some impressive person or some impressive human we are talking about a being who is the being who who is over everything who has orchestrated everything not just earth and not just the solar system but the entire universe we are talking about God and when we think about just who he is you have a direct line a direct line to this God, to God, the only God. But we trivialize it. Don't trivialize it. Don't trivialize it. Make it your business to get in the face of God. You wondering why your life is not working? Make it your business. We make it our business to make it to work in the morning. We make it our business to make sure our homework is done. We make it our business to make sure that everything that we've, we've, we've put together is taken care of. Anything that has attached our name to it, we make it our business. How foolish is it 
that we wouldn't make it our business to get in the face of the CEO of life. And he says he wants to spend time with us. Prayer is not just a benefit, it's a necessity. I hope you've received something today. And I really do hope that you um, will make prayer a part of your your every day and your every moment. Um, It's just that important. And, you know, I don't think I would have ever imagined that I would do a podcast talking about the importance of prayer, but prayer is just that important. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that there are some people that will hear it and some people that won't hear it, but I hope that you will hear it. I hope that you will receive it and that you will take more seriousness. And if you are a prayer person, think about taking your prayer level to the next level because there is always a next level. We're not perfect. There's something we could be doing. There's deep, we could be going deeper and, and going further, but prayer is a necessity, even when it's hard to pray. Like it sometimes it's really hard to pray. But I hope you'll make it a necessity. Until next time, this has been Life School with Reverend Kojo.